listening to New Life the Fort, where the person of Jesus Christ and His love for you are shared. Romans chapter 8, verse 27 to 30. Let's start there in the Message Bible. It says MSG. It doesn't mean vetsin because it already tastes good. It's the Word of God. Verse 27, He knows us far better than we know ourselves. We're talking about our God. We're not talking about our wives. Knows our pregnant condition and keeps us present before God. That's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. Say something good. God knew what He was doing from the very beginning. He decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love Him along the same lines as the life of His Son. The Son stands first in the line of humanity He restored. We see the original and intended shape of our lives there in Him. Last verse, after God made that decision of what His children should be like, He followed it up by calling people by name. Do you know God knows you by name? (laughs) That you are not an accident? In fact, the Bible says that when you get to heaven, you'll receive a new name. Wow. Ganda. Guapo. Malakas. I don't know what your name would be. But He knows you by name. Every detail of your life, He knows. The Bible says even the number of hair on your head or the number of hair you should have. He knows it. Amen. After He called them by name, He set them on a solid basis with Himself. God made you right with Him. You've been trying all your life to be right with Him and you can do it. He says, let me do it. You can never do it on your own. It should be by my grace. And now, in Christ, you are made right with God. No matter the mistakes that happen or you do along the way, you are still right with God because He did it, not you. And then, after getting them established, He stayed with them to the end, gloriously completing what He began. Who among you have been with us over the past few weeks? Pastors talking about uh, the grace life, part one and two. Talking about purpose. Jesus is my purpose and Jesus is my pattern. Now, uh, Pastor Mitch and I were praying, you know, asking one another. And uh, we decided to continue on regarding purpose and plan. Discovering your purpose within God's pattern, within the pattern of Jesus Christ. Who among you would like to discover your purpose in Christ? To live out your destiny, to live out your dreams, to fulfill your dreams and destiny. We want that. We want that for our children. We want that for our loved ones. You want to put another title to this? You are designer made. Designer made. Who among you like to wear uh, designer clothes. You know, you go, to, you go to shop, maybe you walk around there in Serendra, and sometimes if, you're, if your money does, is not, if your wallet is not lined up according to what God said, temporarily you're walking around and you're just looking at the things that you want to buy. Sana, that will look good on me. Do you know what? It's free to try. You walk in there because you have all the intention to buy some other time. Uh, Miss, patingin nga nito. Next. Uh, Next time. It's free. Okay? 
just see how it's going to look on you. Because you look good. Amen? But and we like designer clothes before when I was, you know, younger, so much younger than today. Um, uh, I like to buy, you know, I, I was single then, and uh, I like to buy Italian clothes. Because it's smooth, I look good. You know, I like, I like, you know, what I see in the mirror, but they're expensive. And uh, it, my life didn't have any direction. That's why my money, my money went to all direction. <laughs> and I thought, you know, that would make me happy. It went so crazy that sometimes I would buy something and I would just look at it. I would buy a pair of shoes and I like it so much, I'll just put them beside my bed and I don't want it to touch the floor. It might get dirty. But eventually, of course, you know, the excitement fades away and whatever. It was purposeless. It was without direction. As we said, all of us, we want to live our life, at least in this room. You can say you want to live your life. You want to live it with purpose. But sometimes when we get out there, purposes can get buried with a daily grind of life. With the things that happen daily. The dreams get swallowed up by the routines of life that don't go anywhere. Right? Now, remember before, especially before, maybe when you were younger. And, uh, you know, somebody asked you, what's your dream? And the dream is something impossible. Right? I remember when, when I was younger, somebody asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I don't want to get beaten by the person beside me because he said 10 things. I want 12 things. You know, I want to be a scientist. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a pilot. I want to be an astronaut. I, w- I want all- to be all these things. And in my mind, there are no limitations because I can dream. But somehow, when you get older, life, you know, something happens in life and, you know, your dreams get limited and limited and sometimes you're not even dreaming anymore. You're just trying to survive. And that's not God, that's not what God wants for you and I. I will give you a scenario. Maybe you used to live like this. Certainly a lot of people outside live like this. And hopefully you're out of it or you're getting out of it. You know, there are people waking up early in the morning they rush to eat breakfast so that they can go to the rush hour. And they, in the rush hour, of course, it's traffic. They stay there for hours. And then they get to a job that they don't like, working for somebody that they don't like, working with people they're not sure they like. And then they try to rush their work so that after work, they can go back to the rush hour. In the rush hour, they get struck in traffic for hours. And then when they get home, Wanting to relax, wanting to, you know, chill a bit. But the moment they get to the door, the kid's there, the wife's there, the pet is there, the whatever is there, your neighbor, your ninang, whatever. All wanting your attention. They have demands on you. And you're just trying to get through the day. And finally, dinner time comes and the first thing that is served is the bills that you have to pay. And when you open the envelope, you see disconnection notices. Final letter. You pay up. And you go through the whole thing the next day because you have responsibilities. 
you try to work hard, you work harder, you're trying, you're sweating it out, just so somehow you can get ahead in life. Somehow you can get a breather. Maybe, you know, if I try a little harder, maybe I'll get ahead so that, you know, I can pay up all these things, I can relax a little bit. And somehow people find themselves without maybe, you know, intending it, they find themselves joining the rat race. Rat race. Maybe you've heard the term. But somebody said, you can't join the rat race without becoming a rat. It's hard. Because you begin to think like them and, you know, maybe end up trying to push other people down, pull other people down so that you can get to a better place. And that's not how God designed you and I. Um, All of us want to have a way of escape. Certainly other people, they want a way of escape from this, from this cycle. It is an it exercise of frustration. Like you can I'm frustrated because what do I do? How can I escape? Do you want to know how to escape these, this cycle of frustration? You discover your purpose in Christ and as you focus, that is Christ is, is your pattern. You discover that you will live differently. You will see things differently. In fact, people are looking for somebody who walks around as if they have a purpose. They get attracted to people who seem like they're doing something right. Because maybe they think, oh, this person has accomplished a lot. This person has acquired a lot. Maybe they're doing something right. I want to look at them. I want to emulate them. I want to even idolize them. Because somehow, one way, one way or the other, maybe I'll be like them. And they're looking at people so that they can be like them. But find out the very people that they're looking, at, looking up to also fall short. Because it... It's not about acquiring things. It's not about accumulating things. Because you can accumulate everything in the world but remain empty in here. But you find Christ in you, alive. Regardless the circumstances, you will find that you are on top, not behind. You are the head, not the tail. You will always find yourself in a position of victory, not because of you, but because of His grace. You focus on Him, that's the way your life would go. In fact, some people, they live their life and they end their life not discovering their purpose. Some people say, you know, death is a tragedy. But maybe there's something more tragic than just death. Because the truth is, in Christ, death is not the end for you and I. In fact, death should not affect us. Because you and I, our story is not about death. It is about Him. It is about life. Our life is eternal. We're not afraid of death. Death, where is your sting? The Bible says. But it's sad to see a life without purpose. Somebody living life exactly like the cycle I just said. You don't want that. But how do we get from that cycle to true life. Anybody interested? Good. You're in the right place. Tell somebody you're in the right place. Tell somebody, tell the other person your life will never be the same again. Let me declare something to you. Seven o'clock. You're about to be promoted. 
I'm not just talking about your job. Your job is good. Job is good. I'm talking about total life promotion. And when I say that, don't think, yes, you know, my boss will look favorably on me. You know, my boss will like me. Wait a minute. Maybe you'll be the boss. I'm just, I'm just stretching the way you think because I'm talking about life promotion. I'm trying to lift your hopes up because our hope is a person. It's Jesus Christ. Do you believe that every person has a purpose? I mean, look at the person beside you. Do you think they have a purpose? Just smile and say yes. Okay. Okay. Every person, every person, past, present, and future, they have a purpose. Okay? No exception. Regardless of the circumstances of your birth. Maybe somebody said, you're an accident. But guess what? In Christ, you're not an accident. It may be a surprise to your parents, but guess what? God was not surprised. God was not, was not like, oh my gosh, he came out. What are we going to do? Do you have a plan for him? No, the Bible says, I have a plan for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plan to give you a hope and a future. So don't ever say, don't ever agree to anybody that says that you have nothing, that you, have, you are purposeless, that you are an accident. Hey, guess what? You're not an accident. God purposed me in this life. I am here to help you. That's the attitude that we should have. I'm here for a purpose. It may not look it right now, but guess what? Don't, don't judge me according to what you see now. My purpose in God is so much greater. Amen? So, you know, you can tell somebody, guess what? I'm going to be something amazing. So might as well treat me for dinner now. Because someday. <laughs> Hallelujah. But people wonder about, you know, people wonder about, you know, they have questions in life. Have you ever asked questions, you know, maybe yourself, you know? There are certain questions that people ask. They ask, you know, who am I? They ask, where am I from? Maybe they ask, um, what can I do? What am I good at? You know, why am I here? Where am I going? Five basic questions. Who am I? Question of identity. And I pray that you find your identity in Christ. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. That is your identity. You're not trying to be righteous. You're not just doing righteous things. You are the righteousness of God. That is identity. Your origin, you are of Him. Before anything, you, you've already been planned. Before God planned all the universe and the stars and the atoms and everything else, you were planned. Your origin is in Christ. What can I do? That is a question of ability, gifts. What is my purpose? That's something that we're talking about now. It's not just knowing what you're good at, but what do you do with what you're good at? Your purpose and your destiny. Do you know all of that question is rooted in one person? Your destiny, your origin, your identity, your ability, the grace and the purpose is based and found and intricately linked in one person. Jesus Christ. Do you want to answer all of that? 
you find it in Him. He is the author. He started it. He began it. He finishes it. Amen? The Alpha and the Omega. In fact, if you and I agree that everybody has a purpose, okay? You know, um, maybe when you're growing up, you heard words like, wala kang kwenta. Okay? You know, ang bobo-bobo mo, you know, you're, you're worth nothing. You're so dumb. You know, you're worthless. These words are lies. And they were spoken out of anger, emotion. That, you know, these are things that is not of God. They may make you feel bad for a bit, but don't allow it to settle in you and grow in you. What you allow to grow is what God is saying about you. Sometimes, don't even listen to yourself. Because sometimes you will, yourself, you will tell you about how you feel. But you are not what you feel. Because you may feel bad. And you would go, Kawawa naman ako. And you want to nurse that because it feels, the feeling so bad is so good. You understand? And you want to stay in that, that thing, that emotion. But guess what? What God says about you is more final. Amen? In Esther chapter 4, verse 14, you, you don't have to go there. There was a scenario and there was this big thing that was going on. And it was said there that you were born for such a time as this. You were born. I'm talking to you, each and every person. You were born for such a time as this. There is a purpose why you were born. There is a purpose why you are alive right now. March, March, March 2014. You are here for a reason. Don't count yourself out. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too this. I'm too tall. I'm too short. I'm shadow maganda. I don't know. Don't count yourself out. You have a purpose in God. In Acts chapter 17, 26, it even says here, And He has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth and has determined their what? Pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. Meaning, God has determined your pre-appointed times. Meaning the time when you, will, when you will be born and the boundaries of... It's not an accident you're a Filipino. It's not an accident... Oh, you, wait, you don't have to be a Filipino. And it's not an accident that you're not a Filipino. You know what I mean? Because God has purposed that you should be the way you are today. Right? And it is a gift. It is sacred. Ecclesiastes chapter one, uh, chapter three, verse one. Maybe it will bring it more clear. To everything there is a season. If we understand season, maybe there's a season, a uh, rainy season. There's a dry season. If you're living somewhere else, there's a uh, winter. There's spring. There's uh, autumn. There's summer. Right? These are seasons, and seasons have months, weeks, and days. Right? So a season is maybe a bit longer, but a time is specific. And it says here, there is, to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose. Now, if we say that every person has a purpose and every, every person here is a purpose from God, you can say that a time for every person under heaven. 
Because you were born for a purpose. You are here to answer a question. You are here to change something. You are, bring, you are here to bring forth God's plan on earth. His solution on earth. A lot of people, they're looking for, you know, a cure for this and a cure for that. Maybe to do something better or a way to do something better. I don't know. But maybe that's you. That's why the devil that don't like people. Because the devil wants to sow confusion and darkness and all of that. But God brings people to bring in what he has there to come alive here on earth. Amen. In Psalm 139... Verse 16 in the New Living Translation. It says, you saw me before I was born. Can you say that about yourself? Did you see yourself before you were born? Hindi nakita yung picture? Anyway. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Do you know there's a book about you? Wow. Your biography or bibliography. Never mind. Absent ako nung ano eh, may klase. But there's a book. Okay? And uh, the one who wrote it is God Himself. The best author. And your story is awesome. It's amazing. Amen? Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. I'm sure God was so excited writing down your life. It's an awesome life. He's, he's mindful of you. He's thinking about you. And we mentioned a while ago, Jeremiah 29, 11, he, he knows the plans He has for you. But how do you discover now your purpose? God's plan for you. It was, it's been mentioned here in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. We keep repeating this because, uh, you know, this is very important for us to grasp. A lot of people, maybe a lot of teachings go out there and tell you, you know, how to discover your purpose, all of this and that. You need to do these steps, these principles, and they may be all good. But without this, all of that will be useless. Okay? Because your highest call is this. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. You, every person here, we are called to have fellowship with Him. To develop that relationship with Him in an intimate manner. There is no exception. Every person here, God has made a way so you can have that access to Him. Access to the Lord Jesus Christ. In another scripture, it brings it differently. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9 in the Amplified Version. For it is He who delivered and saved us and called us with a calling. How many calling? A calling. Called us with a calling in itself holy and leading to holiness. To a life of consecration. A vocation of holiness. He did it not because of any, anything of merit that we have done. You want to know the reason why He did it? It says here. But because of and to further His own purpose and His grace. Meaning, you are called so that you, he, you can further His purpose and His grace. If each and every person here is 
is God's designed purpose. Each and every person here has the ability to further His grace. To receive grace and to impart grace. That is what it's saying. Unmerited favor which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began eternal ages ago. A calling. Don't be too concerned. It's good to pray and to ask, Lord, what is my specific purpose? But I pray more than anything, your desire is to just know Him. And if it, it is inevitable for you, if you know Him so well, you would know what He wants of you. Amen? A couple of things I didn't mention a while ago, but I'd like to mention here if you don't mind. Well, I have the mic, so I'll mention it anyway. Understanding your purpose will cause you to, number one, be more precise in selecting options. If you understand your purpose, you will be more selective in your options. I can say it this way. You will live life more accurately. You know, you have pastors singing, Dituba, or Dituba, Dituba, right? Because people are asking, you're asking, you know, who, who you want to marry? Shanaba, 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 Shanaba. Later on, lumampas na ang tagal-tagal, Shanalang, Shanalang, Shanalang. Right? <laughs> Wala na, kahit sino na lang. But if you live life with purpose, you will live life more accurately. We can say it this way. You know, uh, it's a lot easier when we're saying, you know, you're going to a certain direction. Let's say, since pastor is in Baguio, we can say, if we're all going to Baguio, there are certain roads that we can take that will lead us there. We're not going to take every road. It's weird. Okay, we're going to Baguio. You go that way, I go this way, you go, okay? Dito ka, dito. Right? We will not, certainly, if we know that we're headed to Baguio, we will not take SLEX. Because that's going the opposite way, unless you want to go around the world. Okay, no, I'm taking the long cut. It's just, you know, it's not an option anymore. When you know who you are in Christ and what you're meant to do and what your purpose is, there are certain things you know you're not going to do. If somebody offers you, oh, you you should try this pill, bro. It's really good. It's, you know, it's going to give you pleasures you've never known before. And if you know it's going to lead you to a road that, you know, that's dead end, you can say no to that because you know your purpose. You know, when you begin to understand here who you are, there are certain things. Let me tell you this, okay? And I don't know, I don't know, I'm not looking at anyone, okay? I'm not saying this because I'm not, I'm not saying this to uh, lead you either way, but I want you to be prayerful. Because not every open door is from God. Because this option may look good, but if it's not God, then... No matter how good it may look right now, it's not the best for you. Maybe even relationships, pero Right? Right? But guess what? If you know, like for example, you know, everything mukhang perfect. Lord, look at that. He looks like he already has a glorified body. But you know, he's not even in Christ. If he's not in Christ, you'll be in crisis. <laughs> if you continue, pray about that. 
oh, but I'm gonna save him. Oh, he, dalawa na kayo ni Jesus na Savior? Who appointed you Savior? There's only one Savior. Maybe there's some options saying, you know, oh, you should go to this place. You know, go fly somewhere else and it, you know, the benefits are good and whatever. Proceed prayerfully. Because that's not the green pasture. Outside is not always the green pasture. The green pasture is where God wants you to be. And believe me, you will be more prosperous, total life prosperity, where God wants you to be, not where mas malaki yung sweldo. Alright? Because in the end, it's about the people around you and your family. It's not total life prosperity if you're earning well, but you have a broken family. Proceed prayerfully. But there are people, yet you're called out. Then don't be afraid. Because God will be the one to take care of every detail of your life. When you know your purpose, you will be more accurate in your selection. When you understand your purpose, you will have the ability to see the bigger picture. Okay? Because now you understand where you're going, you understand there are certain things you understand. You're not going this way, you're not going that way. This is my purpose. You understand the bigger picture. You have a growing knowledge of what God wants. You know, somebody said this and it resounds in me because it's very true. There are some uh, religions in the world that are very, very devoted to what they do. People are so devoted, they are so even militant about what they believe. And some people can get very extreme. But they're very sincere and they're very, very, uh, you know, very strong about what they believe. And the one who's sharing this came from that background and he said, for many people, for many Christians, even I know certain friends, I can think about them right now, that if you, let's say this whole thing here, okay, is your life. This is a lot of, a lot of people think like this, okay. And each box is a part of your life. School, you know, uh, work, family, etc. And, and a lot of people think that faith is just a part of what's happening in your life. So if this is faith, it is only, or faith or church or whatever, it is only a part of your life. A lot of people think that. I need to have a balanced life. So I need to have faith to be properly in place but I need to balance work I need to balance hobby I need to everything people think like that and they and this guy said in this mindset or worldview they are taught to believe that this whole thing is faith and in faith your life is a part of it I'll say it this way. In truth, our life should be everything is in Christ and we are in Him. And you, if you see yourself in that perspective, it will change the way you treat yourself and you treat other people. It will change your perspective because you see something bigger. This is Christ. Everything is in Christ. Everything is of Christ. And you 
have a wonderful part in it. I heard, I heard it said that you are only great because you know what you are a part of. Because you know what you are a part of. You are in Christ. He's in you. Such an awesome thing. If you understand your purpose, it will cause you to help other people find their place and live out their purpose. Because now you understand, you know, uh, it's, like a, it's like a puzzle. When one thing is in place, it's a lot easier to find the other pieces. If you find your place, other people will find their place because you're helping them. You finding your place and your purpose will, will inspire, motivate, and help other people find their place. Do you know the Bible says that your household, if you're in Christ, your household will be saved? Because a piece of the puzzle, you, you already found your place in Christ. And you live your life, you know, you don't preach to them. Because sometimes preaching to them, you know, irritates them. But the best, have you, have you experienced that? You're trying to preach to them. You know, I, believe me, I, I, I destroyed some of the things in my mom's house because it offended me and we got into a fight. And then I was saying, you know, God does not believe that. And I was angry. And she said, Ganyan ba Christiano? Is this how a Christian should behave? And then it, it didn't go anywhere. But when I allowed my life to speak, then she saw the difference. Allow your life to speak. And guess what? Maybe they'll admit it to you, but for sure they'll admit it before God that they need Him. It, you will help other people find their place. Also, if you know your purpose, pray for, pray for more patience. You know why? When you're running your race and when you're, in your, when you're running in purpose, it's irritating when others are don't. Ano ba? What's wrong with you? Come on! Let's do this! And, you know, allow the fruit of the Spirit to operate in your life. But all these things come together when you understand your purpose in Him. I'll give you, I'll give you a clue. This is just a clue on how to, through the Word, on how to, one small part on how to discover your purpose. Anybody interested? Okay. In Romans chapter 11, verse 29, it says here, For the gifts, say gifts. Okay, and the calling, many gifts, one calling. Okay, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. It cannot be changed. In other words, for you to discover your call, there are gifts. Gifts that God has put inside of you. What am I saying? You know, it didn't say gift. There are gifts in you. But I don't feel it. Hindi ako magaling kumanta. Singing is not the only gift. Okay? Don't try to have somebody else's gifts. What God has put in you, you know, is amazing. When you try to fit in somebody else's gift, it, you know, it's sad. <laughs> it can be sad. But if you operate in your gifting, believe me, you will blossom. Anointing flows. Sometimes if you're not operating in your gift, annoying flow, flows. 
Okay? But there are gifts. Let me put it another way. Um, God put inside of you something of Himself so that you can operate in your purpose. God has put something in, of Himself inside of you so you can fulfill your purpose. What is that? Potential. Say potential. Potential is, do you remember when you were in school? Because I don't. <laughs> you remember in school, there's a subject that was talking about kinetic and potential energy. Diba yung math? Science? Sabi ko na science eh. Bibliography, biography, it's all the same. Science, math, it's all the same. Bagsak ako dun. Right? No, I was absent. But kinetic energy, they said, <laughs> is energy that is active. Tama ba? Check. Okay? Potential energy is something, it's an energy that is about to happen. It's something that is potential. <laughs> it is something that is untapped, but it's right there. Let me get a bit clearer about God putting Himself inside of you. One of the names of God is omnipotent. When people want to describe God, He is omnipotent. Omni or omni, omni. You know there's a brand ng light? Omni. Punta ka sa Ace. Omni nga, alam nila yun. When you open the light, boom. It's, it means all. It means immeasurable. It means limitless. All and always. That's what it means. Omni. Potent means more than powerful, more than enough, more than sufficient, more than over todo to the max as in grabe. Over, over. That's what it means. More than powerful, omnipotent. So God put His potential in you. Now, just think about that for a moment. What? God has put His potential in me? Do you know that your potential goes beyond the realm of the here and the now? Meaning, it goes beyond your time here on earth because your potential is forever. Don't limit yourself to your potential now. Okay? And don't limit yourself, you know, if you've done something, listen, if you've done something, it ceases to be potential. Because it's done, it's over. There's something more in you that you can show that you can give to the world. You have unlimited potential because God put Himself in you. His potential, He put inside of you. And when Pastor Paul was preaching last Jesus Fest, if you were there, he was talking about, you know, gave me a good picture. He was talking about a mango fruit. A fruit. Oh, my gosh. We have a mango. How amazing. Okay. All of us, he said, all of us can count the seed in the mango. How many seed are in this? Wow. You are so good. So there's one seed in the mango. But what we cannot count is how many mangoes in this seed. And I, was, I had to think for a bit. What? And then, ah, after 10 minutes, ah. Okay. Let me put it this way. You know, if I ask you, 
what do I have here? What, you, what would you say? What? What do I have here? Mango. Now, that's partly true. That may be the fact because the fact is a present state of a thing. But the truth is the higher reality of the thing. Okay, the ultimate reality of a thing. Yes, it's true that I have a mango here. But it's also true that I have a mango and, the, and the, in the mango there's a seed. But in the seed, I can plant it and there will come out a mango tree. But in the mango tree, there will be mango fruit. And in the fruit, there will be seeds. And in the seed, there are mango trees. And in the mango tree, there's mango fruit. And in the fruit, there are seeds. And in the seed, there are trees. The trees, there are fruits that have seed, that has trees that have fruit that has seed, that have trees that have fruit that has seed. On and on and on. We cannot count how many mangoes there are here because this one here, it doesn't look much. It looks simple. But we don't know the potential of something simple. And after this service, I'm going to partake of the potential of this mango. <laughs> Some people might tell you, you're you, you, you worth nothing. You know, they may say, they may think little of you. But God has this knack of putting in simple things greater potential. A lot of people in the Bible... David, Moses, all these people think they were not qualified. Jesus said, that's exactly who I want. You're exactly who God wants. So he can display his potential in and through you. And by that and through that, you will discover your purpose. In fact, you know, if we try to destroy this seed, we're not just destroying a mango. The truth of the matter is we are destroying the full potential of this mango. There is, a, there is a mango grove that can be destroyed. There's a forest of mangoes that can be destroyed. Huh, what do you mean? I'm just looking at one. Exactly, because we're talking about potential. So when the scripture says, go to John 10.10 10, in the New Living, it says here, the thief's purpose, my purpose then, is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He doesn't just want to steal it and then kill it. Because sometimes we think when it's killed, it's done. No, to destroy. What is he trying to destroy? Everything that is possible in the seed. So when he's trying to destroy a life, he's not just destroying one life. Everything that is potential in that person and everything connected to that person, that's what he's trying to destroy. So don't think little of one life. Because God sent a seed. Jesus Christ is one seed. And guess what? He is the first fruit of all creation. Guess how, much, how many there are here. And God, tell, believe me, the devil cannot stop what he's, God is doing through you. Amen? So for you and I, it is important. Oh, when we discover what God has for us, you continue to look at him. You know, there's this uh, scripture. I want to read this. Okay, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. New Living Translation. It says here, 
And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. What, what does that mean? It's saying here, God causes everything to work together for the good. Meaning, there may be certain things that happen in your life that's not so good. That maybe potentially could harm you. But it doesn't mean God sent that or God caused that. But despite the fact that these things happen, God is so powerful, powerful He can turn it around and make it for the good. I'll give you an example. There's one guy, you know, who, who was born without limbs. Nick is his name. What's the last name? Exactly. Hindi nyo rin alam sabihin, kaya Nick na lang. Okay? He was born without limbs. Now, it is so easy to complain about life, to be disappointed, to be depressed, to complain, to, to be angry, and, and to curse God. Why am I born like this? I don't have anything. I have to rely on somebody to feed me. And it's so easy to complain. But if you see Him, He is just, He's, He, you know, He, people smile when they see Him. Because He's full of life. And by the way, He's married. And He has a daughter. Guys, there's no excuse. We got limbs. We gotta go somewhere. Come on, single people. Okay? In God's time, okay? In God's time, focus on Jesus. But you know, you know, there is no excuse. People can just say, people complain because they lost a job. Some people complain because they're not anymore billionaires. Millionaires na lang sila. And they couldn't take it, they end their life. What? Guy had no limbs, nothing. He travels around the world. He is rich. He motivates people. What do we have? Some people may look at him and say, there's not much potential in you. Wrong! God is in him. He may look like nothing, but believe me, he's impacting lives. I'll end with a story. Okay? Another story. Regarding this scripture here. There's a guy back in the 70s uh, it's, there, there was war in that nation and there was a minister who also gr- just graduated and he was going around preaching and this guy was another young guy translating for him. So the season, the time that the minister was going around ended and he had to fly back where he came from and this guy who was a citizen there, it was a communist nation. It was illegal to do the things that they were doing but... Um, by the grace of God, they were protected. But something happened. Somehow, he got arrested. As a young guy, he got arrested. And in the, in the prison, the conditions are awful. It's not just awful. They will try to enforce in you the way they think. They will try to force you to think the way they do. 
And every day, every week, every month, I don't know, every year, that's what they were doing. And sometimes, no matter how much you try to fight, the fight gets out of you. And it came to a point, I don't know how, how many uh, days he spent and years he spent there, but it came to a point that he said, I cannot take it any longer. He used to pray every day, asking God, Lord, take me away from this. Where are you? And whatever. But it came to a point that he gave up. One day when he woke up, he just said, no more. I don't believe in God anymore. He has not answered me. That's it. From this, from today, I will cease all communication with you. And so he was going through the day and uh, the, the warden, the officer in charge of the prison, assigned him to clean the bathrooms. And these bathrooms are, believe me, pr- praise God that we have clean bathrooms. Okay? But he was assigned to clean the bathrooms of the, the prisoners, the soldiers, whatever. And he was cleaning there. You know, how, how, how low can you go, right? He was cleaning there and he saw a piece of paper. And he saw it very quickly and he thought it was in English, the print. And he hasn't read any English, English literature for a while. So he grabbed it and he put it, you know, he hid it, intending to read it later on. So lights out, people are about to sleep. He got his piece of paper, cleaned it a bit because it was from the bathroom and read it. And what did he see? He saw the scripture in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Can we go back there? And we know, he read it, he opened it. And the first thing that he read is this thing. We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. You know what he did right after that? He cried. Knelt down and said, Lord, forgive me. I will never deny you. Do you know, even if you deny God, God will never deny you. Why am I saying that? Peter denied God three times. And yet Jesus went to him. So this guy knelt down and said, Lord, I know that you are real and alive. You know what the guy did? He goes back to the officer and he said, Sir, can I clean the bathroom again? You know why? This officer was given a Bible and you know, he was using it as toilet paper. Okay? The officer, it's okay, don't, just relax. The officer is not a believer. Okay? It's a communist nation. And so it's just a piece of paper. So he was using it to, you know, whatever. What you're thinking, you know? Okay? But, so every day he would get a piece of paper and he would use it for his devotional. What? Somebody's bathroom? His devotional? Amazing. One day, I don't know how long after, there were some guys who were planning to escape, finding a way to leave this prison. And they were planning, they were talking to certain people, very secret stuff. And one night, a couple of soldiers grabbed him and said, we heard that you're planning to escape. Is this true? Man, he was scared. Because these guys are tough. These guys will beat you up, if not kill you. 
So because he was afraid, because he was scared, he said, no, we're not. I'm not. So he, so he denied that thing. And he said, if we ever hear that you're planning to escape, we're going to come back. So they left him alone right after that. You know what he said? He said, Lord, forgive me. I lied. And I'm thinking, what's wrong with that? I would lie too. I don't want to die. You know? But he had a different heart than me. He said, Lord, if they ask me again, I will not lie. I said, what's wrong with this guy? You know? But anyway... You know, I don't know how long, uh, how many days passed or whatever, but the day, the very night that they were escaping, the same soldiers grabbed him, dragged him, you know, put his back on the wall and almost beating him up and said, are you trying to escape? And with all the, you know, effort that he could muster, he said, yes, sir. Actually, we're planning to escape tonight. And the soldiers looked at him and said, Is this true? I said, Yes. And the soldier said, We're going to escape with you. What? Do you know, can you imagine what would have happened if he said, if he lied? And these guys, who at first he thought was going to beat him up, was going to escape with him. What? And so, as the story turns out, they escaped using a boat. But without the soldiers with them, they would have died. Because they were going through rough waters. And the only reason why they survived is because of the training and the discipline of the soldiers. And right, maybe today... He's going around telling his story and letting people know that don't give up. God is able to bring you. Maybe you made a mistake. Maybe somewhere along the way you think you made a fatal mistake. Guess what? God is able to bring, turn things around for the good of those who love Him according to His purpose. Your purpose will be fulfilled. You continue to look to Him. He is such a beautiful God, a gracious God. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes for a bit. And maybe you're here. I'm going to pray for certain people. Maybe you're here and you're saying, Pastor, you know, I I believe God. I gave my life to Him. I'm a Christian. But it seems like I'm not getting any closer to my purpose. And maybe you're here and you're saying, Pastor, I made a mistake before. I made a terrible choice. And uh, I don't know if, you know, I'll ever find my purpose again. If that's you, and if you're looking to find your purpose, lift your hands. You know, I believe there's grace here. Maybe you're searching. Maybe you're asking. There's grace here for God to empower you to realign your focus, to realign your, your vision to see Jesus Christ. Father, these lifted hands here, they want your will to come alive in their lives. I pray that their vision gets aligned and they see you and they see Jesus Christ in all his beauty, the reason why he died for them. And as they continue to look to you, 
your purpose, your dreams, your will, your plan for them will blossom and it will bear fruit and they will be walking in it. I pray that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Just continue to bow your heads and close your eyes. There are certain people here. You can bring your hands down. There are certain people here that you want the same thing. You want God's purpose, but you're going about it on your own strength. My friend, you can't do it on your own strength. Maybe, just maybe, you've never given your life to Christ. If that's you, you've never gotten to a point where you say, Lord, take control, be in charge, be Lord of my life. If you've never gotten to that point, that you're not trying to save yourself, but He's already saved you. He made you righteous. Believe Him. Receive Him today. If this is you, I want you to pray this prayer. I want you to pray it from your heart. And pray pray it out loud. I'm going to ask everyone to pray along with you. Say this. Jesus Christ, I thank you that you are my purpose. Thank you that you will realign my life. That you give me a new beginning in you. You are my God. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You died for me. You were buried for me. I thank you, Lord. There is new life in me right now because of you. Holy Spirit, help me and guide me in this new life I have in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give glory to God. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website at newlifethefort.com.